Is it going? <laughs> Hello. Hi. It's going. I feel really weird that I don't have any arms on my arm chair. Do you want the chair on with the chair. arms? No, I don't really need. Oh. Yeah, because I don't use them. them. That I feel. <laughs> I feel naked. <laughs> it feels weird. Like you've lost a part of you. Like I. Yeah, like I'm sitting on a bench or something. <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> like at any point, you could just teeter yeah. over the side. <laughs> That's and fall how off I feel unsteady. <laughs> how are you? Um, good. Feeling better? Um, feeling so much better. That's My good. God, it feels like it's been forever. I mean, I know we did mystery minutes last week, yeah. but it feels like forever since I've heard a mystery. Yeah. Because I did the last one. Yes. And then we've had a week off. Yes. And now here we are. Here we are. It was Thank so God. long ago that I we did it. I need them constantly in my life. I understand how everyone feels. Yeah. I need them weekly in my life. Yeah, I think I was feeling in the void yesterday. I did housework and I listened to My Favourite Murder and then like three case files. Mm. I was doing housework all day. I'm exhausted. Yeah, that's a lot of housework. But, how do you um, have that much housework to do? I hadn't done any for a while. <laughs> I haven't done anything in ages. But Julian's been kind of carrying the load. Yeah. And I had a little bit of energy and I just felt like I hadn't contributed in how many weeks am I? 18 weeks. <laughs> so I did it all. Just like a strong Four loads of washing of nothing. and <laughs> vacuuming. And then I kind of scared myself with case file. So I turned it off. <laughs> I change my sheets every week. Yeah. Which... Like, my sister thinks I'm insane. A lot of people think I'm insane. Yeah. But I have a real thing as everyone – I don't know if everyone knows this, but a lot of people know that I have a thing about showering at night. Oh, yeah. And how it's, like, absolutely demonic to not shower not, at night. Yeah, definitely. But also I have another thing on top of that, like another layer of aggressive, you know, cleanliness, which is that I need to shower at night and then I also need to change my sheets every week because I feel – like even though I'm getting in crispy clean every <laughs> single night, yeah, I still feel like it's full of dead skin cells. Yeah, after a week, well, I'm you're just disgusted to do it by like it. Fortnightly, right? I don't. I don't know. I feel like a week is not that aggressively insane. And I'm not like a night sweater or like a yeah tosser and turner. I just don't <laughs> like it. I'm like now it feels dirt. As soon as that seventh day clocks over, I'm like this is a disgusting <laughs> cesspit of skin <laughs> and hair. And I hate it. There's nothing nicer than getting into a clean bed either. I also wear full pyjamas to bed. There's no logic to yeah. my full Look, I think there's worse like, quirks to have in Truth. life. You could be the opposite and have a quirk that means you only change them once a year. Oh, my God. That would be disgusting. Like a, any boy that is single. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Um, you were going to tell me a funny, weren't you? Yeah, so I decided to... I haven't done this for a while, Mel. Re- read our reviews. I know. I haven't <laughs> read our reviews for a while, so I'm like excited about this. I don't know why the thought, the feeling, the urge came over me, but I decided to look. We have so many nice ones. You know, we've been doing this for a year. I can't believe yeah. that. That is insane to me. And Happy like upsetting. It's up actually upsetting. Why? Well, the, where's the year gone? Where is it? I yeah. Don't, what have I got to show for you it? You went on a huge I trip. I went on a trip. It, that's done now. <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's over. Months. It's just gone. But you can show that you did it. I know, but it it's like I feel like <laughs> in a year I need to have like won a Nobel Prize oh, and it's right. really unfair that I haven't. That's a lot of pressure. Don't to put on I don't know what a Nobel Prize is. Can you win it as a writer? Not yeah. for the stuff I write. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> there's a Nobel Prize for literature. Okay. 
Well, I feel like <laughs> in a year, if you could say, well, I won the Nobel Prize, mm. then you've done a great job. Congratulations on using those 365 days well. <laughs> As somebody who went on a trip for four months and that's pretty much all I have accomplished in a We've year. We've made many episodes of the podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, the podcast is a bright light <laughs> in a sort of dingy, sad year of nothing. But that's okay. <laughs> It's, it's, it's so good. I'm, I'm excited that it's been a year. Yeah, that was a real downer. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. That's like the time. Okay, so this is just to shame somebody in our team. But on, on <laughs> Friday, um, our colleague Brad shared this link in our like, like an office chat. It's almost like a messenger chat but for everyone in the office. And it's for work, but sometimes like funny things are just shared. And we thought it was going to be like a nice Friday funny because it was like 4 p.m., <laughs> you know. That's right. And then it was some story. I don't even know what the point of the story was at all. I just saw this really cute dog. Yeah. Like a gorgeous staffy, Like yeah. beautiful, one of those beautiful so little baby cute. faces. And then the story was like, poor, sweet, like Timmy the staffy <laughs> has died. It wasn't like a bad death. It was just like an old age death or something. But it was just like this sad. But wasn't like, it like because of Brexit? Oh, I don't know. It was, it was actually <laughs> really bizarre. It was like my dog's died because of Brexit because I can't look after him and fight Brexit at the same time. Which is, that's more Part depressing even than what I thought it was going to be. So it was not only depressing, it was also bizarre. And we were like, thanks, Brad. Like, <laughs> it was just like just the biggest dropped downer it in and on a Friday. Anything. <laughs> there wasn't even any context. No. He, just, he just shared it and left. Yeah. Literally left the building. And we were all like, cool. And I was like, I feel great now. But I don't want to think about cute I want to think dying. that maybe it was just like... The person was trying to make a statement about Brexit and maybe the dog didn't actually die. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'd like to believe that too. I put it out of my like, mind because yeah. it was too upsetting. Poor Timmy. Poor, it wasn't called Poor Timmy. little Timmy. Timmy's the worst name for a dog too. I don't even know what I've... <laughs> anyway. Continue. Um, so I was looking at these reviews. Some of them are really nice, but then I've just found a mean one, um, which I didn't see on the weekend because we posted it on Saturday. That's not the one I want to talk about. This was like a, a, a middling review. Three okay. stars. I love a middling review. <laughs> Get to the point. <laughs> Great podcast. So you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, guys, 15 to 20 minutes of talking about your lives or your Facebook group or whatever before you even get to your subject is really frustrating. I turn episodes off because of it. Just saying. Might be better to keep it to five minutes preamble. <laughs> just like what they call it in comedy, a tight five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think they're wrong. <laughs> but this is the bit that got oh, me. Okay. Also, one of you always has a really dry mouth. Oh, no. And all I can hear is the <laughs> clicking noise that co- that it causes and it's really distracting slash <laughs> off-putting. <laughs> like, doll, it's a bodily it's a bodily function we can't control. I just think we need to let that go now. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> just going to have like, to let the mouth noises go. I'm just like, you, you're actually saying one of us has a dry mouth. So that's like something we can't really <laughs> like what are you control? supposed to do like, would you rather us just be drinking water the entire time and keep stopping to pee <laughs> and like then you'd have the noises of like water yeah going i'm gonna down do it right now gob mm-hmm. <laughs> josie's literally got the water at her mouth <sighs> like that yeah. <laughs> like what's better here <laughs> and like i don't know which one of us he's referring to so i'm like is it me do i need to drink water the entire time who is it the person's called universe city okay that's a weird Name. I just assumed it was a guy. That was sexist of me. <laughs> it could be anyone. <laughs> In that case, it actually could be anybody. Um, I love that they've given us a sort of time frame mm. where we're allowed to a type five. On. Yeah, 
but just not for longer than five minutes. Yeah. Which I'm not entirely averse to. No, um, me which neither. we kind of aim for, but then yeah. it just sort of goes beyond. Sometimes it blows out. Sorry, university. We're also clearly both blatherers. We just blather on about it's nothing what we always. Do. Yeah. It's kind of expected. I still love a, a middling review. Though. Yeah. They're my favorite <laughs> bad reviews. Uh, funny sometimes when people don't get the point. Yeah. Um, great reviews are obviously the, they're, lovely, they're, the, yes. they're the perfect yeah. ones because you yeah. get it, love us, and then came on to share that you loved us so mm. that other people could find That's us a that they can love thing. it. thing, yeah. That was a hint to go and, go and, and review. review us. <laughs> five star iTunes, five star, five yeah. star. Well, we're back up to four and a half because we've had a lot of good reviews. Yeah. Because people are finally getting it. I think so. And I think people also once you get it you're like i want to go leave a review yes like how i've done that with podcasts before i'm like i want to like give a review so this keeps going and doesn't yes. die in the butt so please die do in the that butt is the weirdest phrase i yeah. don't want to go down a whole path about this i yeah. just want to just note i've been saying it more lately mm. an old family friend of my parents used to say it all the time around like me not mm. around me personally <laughs> just but just around in life around and it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like, is it like... And then if you uh, think about it, like, it, it's disturbing. Well, I think it's implied... I think it might be some sort of ye olde thing. This is just me making it up. Where things died from, like, butt diseases. Like, you know how, like, you have to cut off lamb tails because they get the flies and then they get fly swat or whatever? What? Yeah, that, like farms. That's why they cut off lamb tails because the lambs get, like, a fly disease or, like, a poo disease called like fly rot or like fly <laughs> swat or something. And it's like, it's like humane to cut their tails off because then they right. won't catch the horrible thing and then they won't die in the butt. Die maybe. in the butt, yeah. We don't know, but maybe that's yeah. the reason. You know what saying freaks Julian out and mm -hmm. I say it sometimes? Fuck me dead. Oh, yes. And he's like, if you think about that, oh, it's that's really terrible. I say it well. too. It's so bad. Yeah. It's, that's a really, that's a, <laughs> we all know what that means. Yeah. And it's bad. <laughs> but it's just like. You never say it in context. You're just no. like, oh, fuck me dead, it's hot. And yeah. then it's just like, oh, if you think about it, it's super disturbing. But I, I don't like to think about it. Don't think about it. Don't die Great in the butt. Great attitude to life. Don't die in the butt. Don't get fucked to death. Everyone, don't get fucked to death or die in the butt. That would be what we would like for all of you. Yep. But anyway, back to the middling reviews. My favourite thing about a middling review is it doesn't make any sense. It's sort mm. of like you're saying, this is a mediocre thing. <laughs> That I think is mediocre. Yeah, it's weird. And I to feel then the need be, to tell everyone about it being mediocre. It's weird to be prompted then to say something because if something's mediocre, yeah. you're just kind of like, yeah, mm. like I don't hate it enough to be passionate or love it enough to sing it from a rooftop. It's just, eh. <laughs> it's just here. So like, and three stars is better than two stars. So they still gave us three stars, but then just complain. It's so. It's just odd. bizarre. I just don't understand people. But. It's fine. <laughs> it's Pardon me again. Totally fine. <laughs> it's fine. I just thought I'd read it out. I loved it. Because I hadn't for a while and it's the real mouth noises one. Um, but in happier news, I wanted to give a shout out to someone from the group. Yeah. Because um, a couple of weeks ago they posted this. This is the All of the Mystery Hour Facebook group. That which we got in trouble. Where you didn't want <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> if you want to join the group, there's a lot of other listeners in there and they talk about true crime but they also talk about this podcast specifically and this guy Ricky from mm -hmm. our group <laughs> posted that he asked a question <laughs> does anyone else say bye at the end oh, yes. when we say bye <laughs> which was so <laughs> funny because we we're always like oh, we don't have like a cool sign off like yeah 
stay sexy or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. We were like, mm, we don't have like a cool sign up. And in the first one, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> and so we're just like, that's it. Bye. <laughs> and then that became our thing for want of a better thing. And now it's such a thing that he was like, he always goes, <laughs> we go, bye, bye. And he goes, bye. <laughs> and I'm then obsessed. all these other people were like, yes, I do it. Like I'm standing in the kitchen. I <laughs> just love say it so to much. no one. Bye. <laughs> just love that image. And then wasn't he saying how or somebody said it was really off-putting when Matt said see ya or like Henno and they've all fucked it. All yes, of our they guests all fuck have it. fucked it. Because we don't tell them. To be fair, we don't actually say. Yes. Also, you've we got to sign off by saying them bye. Out. We like to catch them out. And it's, then in Mystery Minutes, to follow. see ya. It's clearly yeah. bye, bye. Yeah. Bye. Not see ya later. Or They're like, <laughs> catch ya. It's yeah. just like, no. Anyway. But I thought that was cute. So I shout out that. to Ricky. Thanks, Ricky. I promised I'd shout him out. <laughs> so he's happy right now. He's going to say bye with more enthusiasm <laughs> than ever <laughs> for this episode. He'll scream it out his car window. <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, well, I think well, that's enough preamble. <laughs> that was a, a strong uh, 13 minutes oh, sorry, of preamble. Sorry, Mystic Universe. I think that's, that's almost a record for us, weirdly, because I didn't feel like that was long. But anyway, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Well, are we... I think it's only going to be a short mystery, so that's why I was fine with some preamble. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk to you. Of, it's a local hometown one for me. Loves a newy Loves mystery. Loves a newy mystery. Um, it's the story of Frank Newberry. So I have some credits, which we're doing with much enthusiasm now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an article published in the Northern Star by Nathan Jolly on the 14th of October 2018. There's a Sydney Morning Herald article by David Braithwaite from March 14, 2007. Newcastle Herald, you! <laughs> <laughs> I just did shackers for anyone wondering. Um, by Stephen Ryan, August 23, 2012. And an ABC Newcastle article by Giselle Wakatama which I love that yeah. name, 13th of March, 2017. So I'll put those links in the episode description so you can read them yourself. They did a lot more research than me. <laughs> so Frank Newberry was an icon, mm. if you're from Newcastle. You, a lot of people knew who he was. Why? Um, I'm going to tell, tell you. You're going to tell me. That's the end. End <laughs> of the case. I'm no explanation. Give you any explanation. That's Frank was it. an icon. That's Frank was an icon. The end. <laughs> so he lived and worked in the Newcastle suburb of Cooks Hill. And a bit of context for you, the Sydney person. Yeah. Cooks Hills like Surrey Hills. Mm-hmm. And then I asked our Melbourne person Lavender, who listens to the podcast. Because she has also lived in Newcastle. Oh, yeah, of course. So I was like, she thinks maybe like Fitzroy. Okay. That so would the, make sense with the Surrey Hills reference. Yeah. I, that's the only area I really know of Melbourne. Yeah. So the vibe is and like. Docklands. <laughs> we love Docklands. <laughs> so it's kind of close to the city. It's got that working class history. Yes. But then it's because it's close to the city, it's become sought after. Yeah. And like gentrified. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, your terrace buildings and nice cafes, but, like, a bit of a gritty underside as well. So, Frank was a World War II veteran, and after the war was over, he opened Frank's Ham and Beef. Oh. A small corner store. (laughs) I don't know why he called it Frank's Ham and Beef. Just call it a butcher. (laughs) Because he actually, but he actually sold just groceries. And, like, made sandwiches and stuff. That's very misleading as a (laughs) shop front. Maybe, I'm thinking maybe at first, maybe it was... 
just ham just, and beef. Just meat. <laughs> okay. And then he extended it to be like other grocery things and just the name stuck. But he, he bought it outright because he'd done a stint in the Navy and he had enough money. Um, this is according to David Braithwaite's article. He um, saved up enough to just buy it and he lived upstairs as oh, well. Oh, nice one. So he... So different articles had different dates, whether he bought it in 1949 or 1951. I don't think it matters, does it? Um, Old timey. Old timey. (laughs) So around the same time, he met a lady named Eleanor. The two got married and she worked alongside him for decades in the shop and she passed away in 1989. So Frank opened the store five days a week from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. So he lived upstairs and every morning he'd come down like clockwork and he had the sign on the door and he'd switch it from closed to open and then he'd work there all day for decades so he became really well known in the area he was super friendly he was really helpful he remembered everybody's names regulars not like if you went in there once he wouldn't Mm. be like tell me your name (laughs) gonna remember (laughs) it forever but even if you're a new customer like Anyone that came in, he'd always sing out and say hello and be super friendly. Like one of those, I know exactly this type of shop owner. Yeah. So sweet. And they're like eternally old. Yes. Like they've been old since the dawn of time. So all the photos of him, even from like 40 years ago, he still looked old. And he actually got the nickname Old Frank. Oh my God. (laughs) So I just think he was always old. He had a grocery delivery service as part of the business and he'd actually like bring the groceries over and put them away for like elderly people in their cupboards fucking angel yeah he was an angel even though he was also elderly he'd help elderly people and his his arthritis would be hurting yeah anyway if you're like stooped over shuffling around i broke a bone while i was putting (laughs) that milk carton in there but i'm doing it because you would break two bones yeah sweet so he was (laughs) (laughs) he was known for his he made really good sandwiches and they were kind of like there's it's residential but it's also on the fringe of the city Mm. So there's a few offices around. There's like the head office of Newcastle Permanent, which is like a big bank in Newcastle. So people would come every day and get their lunch from him for like 20 years. Mm. And they would just watch the price yeah. go up and up and up. <laughs> like 20 cents sandwich for like $20 today. Yeah. Thank you. For like a gourmet <laughs> yes. pastrami. There's, now we're doing sun-dried tomatoes. The price has gone up exponentially. I'm you so sorry. You know, avos are expensive this time of year. Oh, my God. $16. Remember, remember how avos did that and it was like, the price oh. went up and then everyone charged like yes. $6 for Avo. <laughs> and now they just left it. And it's like, bitch, I yeah. know Avos are not that expensive I anymore. I hate when you get breakfast and it's like, if you want to add Avo, it's $4.50. Yes. I'm like, and I could go and Avo. buy two yeah. Avos for $4.50 no. and put it on my plate myself. Imagine if you did start doing <laughs> That's that. That's something my dad would do. <laughs> brought an Avo. My dad just would like do cut that. it up over your breakfast <laughs> just and like <laughs> looked pointedly at the chef as you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they kick you out. I feel like they'd be too awkward. Yeah, to kick you out. I think they would. I think sometimes you got to flex as hard as I'm you can do it. because people aren't going to match that level of flex. They're no. just going to let you go. <laughs> They're just going to be like, "I'm scared of you, <laughs> terrified of you, and your DIY, DIY, BYO, BYO, DIY, and DIY, BYO slash DIY avocado slicing." So back to Frank in 2001. The council tried to demolish his store. No. To make way for a car park entrance. Oh my God, fuck you. But the community was so against it, like everyone banded together, 
the council's like, okay, Good. <laughs> calm down. And they never like tried to shut it down I'm again. So happy. That makes me, I hope Frank's not the murderer. That's going to be really <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> if that's where this is going. I'm really invested in his life. Um, he's not the murderer. Okay. So earlier that same year, 2001, the local residents had banded together and voted him the best grocer oh in the world. Frank, that's um, totally not like. It's not a thing. It's not authentic <laughs> at all. That's not. There's no factual basis there's to that, no but I love factual. it. He's probably not even the best grocer in like the area. No. There's probably some <laughs> other like Frank in like Another a slightly Frank. different suburb. Um, but he'd been working there for 50 years then. So it must have been 1951 then. Yeah. That he opened the store. So <laughs> I love how that, that's the hill you're dying on. It's like what year the store started. There's the mass. So Frank or old Frank, yep. as he'd become known, was basically a living treasure. The shop was his livelihood. And at 87 years old, in March 2007, he was still working in his oh shop. Frank. Every single day, 87. God love him. He like, loves work so much. He loves it. He lives for it. I just love that. Something I miss about moving to Sydney is that kind of small town vibe. Mm. Like Newcastle is not a small town. Like it's not Stars Hollow from mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's girls. where everyone wants to live. But it's still in areas has that small town vibe yeah. where people know your name and are just super friendly. Yeah. I remember when I first moved here, I was really friendly with like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I went into like a 7-Eleven and there was a guy working there. It was late at night and I'm like, how's your day been? Like chatting. And my friend's like, we left. She's like, why do you, you need to stop talking so much? Like, why do you talk so much? I'm like, I'm just being friendly. And he was a bit taken aback, but he answered me. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, busy. And, like, she was just mortified that I made conversation with the 7-Eleven guys. <laughs> and I'm like, that's why Sydney is the way it is. Because yeah. everyone just turns, like, rude, like, insular. Yeah. It was really weird. And even, like, I lived in different buildings where, like, you'd just say hi to your neighbour. Mm. It wasn't like, hi, can I come in? Mm. Just like, hi. And they just, like, would stare through me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell? But I feel like I do that because my mum did that when I was a kid. Like, she's very friendly. Yes, my mum's so grew friendly. Up in Too like friendly. A, we grew up in Sydney, but we grew up in, like, an area um, that was quite not villagey, but just like that kind of thing where like you'd go ride your bikes on the street mm. and like you knew all the neighbours and stuff. Yep. Like not all of them, but like the friendly ones. Yeah. And there was a corner shop with like a Frank kind of vibe yes. person. Yeah. But 100% I now do that. And my sister is the one who's always like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm just like telling people my life story. Like yeah. I'll go into like, even like cotton on the other day I went in and I bought some, <laughs> what did I buy? Like these pajamas that I'm obsessed with. And then mm. they were like, the person's like, oh, how good is this material? I'm like, oh my God, you don't even know. I'm so <laughs> obsessed with it. I have like 20 pairs. I can't stop buying them. I'm super into them, blah, blah, blah. Like going yeah. on some fucking story about the pajamas. <laughs> she doesn't even care. She doesn't even she know. She just making. Like, she doesn't even know what the pajamas are. <laughs> she would, if you had to quiz her, she'd be like, I don't know. I was just doing what I was told to do by my manager by saying that the thing the person's buying is cool. <laughs> you know? And you're like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm blah. like, let me tell you my whole story about these in dot point form. I love like it though and I feel like I started to change and I remember like going home to Newcastle and I'd be walking mum's dog and like someone would say hi to me on the street and I'd be so taken aback mm. someone's like g'day and then I wouldn't say anything so I'd be like in shock and then I'm like fuck I've turned into like an yeah. inner city Sydney person so on March 2nd 2007 a horrible crime had rocked the suburb of Cook's Hill a short distance away from Frank's Ham and Beef, a local woman named Lily Wood had been murdered at her home on Dawson Street. So I remember her and her house really well because my mum worked on that street mm. for like my whole life. 
and I was really familiar with the area. So the street was like one of the main streets of Cooks Hill. Like, I don't know if you've heard of Derby Street. It's kind of like mm. Newcastle's famous, like trendy no. street. It's like if you're going, if you're going to visit Newcastle. there, yeah, like um, Chantelle and our native team was like writing a story about going to Newcastle. She's like, what's that street called with all the cafes? And I'm like, Derby Street. Yeah. That's the street. So Dawson Street is one street away from that. So it's okay. quite so it's sought after. So it's quite cool and Yeah. And it has market. all these terrace houses and they're all kind of done up and mm. have been flipped for like, yeah. <laughs> you know, exorbitant amount of money. But there was this one terrace house that was really run down. It hadn't been painted kind of looked like it had never been painted. It's very That's very Surrey Hills yeah. vibes. Like so how you'll like see like one. nice house, nice house, <laughs> yeah. really old weird house with like some yes. glass that's missing and a like yes. one of those weird green tarp things over it. And that's exactly this house. And mm. the elderly woman lived there and she was quite eccentric mm. and like she was a bit of a hoarder and so she couldn't even fit in her house anymore. Oh, no. Because it was all like papers everywhere, like what? really like textbook hoarder. She had mm. all these cats People called her the cat lady. And she used to carry this glow mesh purse around everywhere. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. And she slept on the veranda. Like it was one of those enclosed yep. terrace verandas and she slept out there. Mm. Um, so basically she had been found murdered on that veranda. Oh, um, and I remember like it How shocked was she? everyone. She was 88. Okay. And police presumed that was a robbery. So I actually thought that crime wasn't solved. And I originally planned to cover it in this episode. Mm. But when I started researching, I found out that about a year after her murder, a woman confessed to killing her was a robbery carried mm. out by that woman and a man. And it transpired they were looking for drug money. So they were right. arrested and charged with her murder. But Frank, like the rest of the community, was really upset um, after it happened. So on March the 11th, it, so it happened on the 2nd. So on the 11th, the regular customer named Karen went into the store and said Frank was visibly upset about Lily's death and her funeral the next day. Karen told the SMH, he asked me if I'd had a lovely weekend, but he was still upset about the funeral and he couldn't speak. Which it sounds like that's a big thing for Frank because he was very friendly. Yeah. Um, So on March 12th, Frank attended Lily's funeral. One of his employees covered the store that day. Um until 3pm and then he returned from the funeral. She left him to work the last couple of hours and close up. So she, I think I read somewhere she always did that shift. Mm -hmm. And I think she started at nine. So he was kind of alone in the store for a couple of hours at the the start and a couple of hours at the end. So at 12 minutes past four, Frank served a female customer who later told police that at the time there was just one other person in the shop, a man with long curly blonde hair wearing a cap. Around six minutes later, another regular customer showed up to buy something and found that the front doors were locked. And that was super weird because it wasn't closing time yet. Mm. And like Frank was like clockwork. So he looked in the doors and he saw a man with long, he said dark hair and a cap, kneeling down, putting something into a green Mm. Enviro bag. Oh no, I don't like this. He said that he couldn't see Frank at all, the man. So then details here are a bit sketchy. So I'm just kind of filling in the blanks. I'm pretty sure that customer left when the doors were locked. And then at some point the doors were opened. And then at around 4.30, Frank was found unconscious by someone else. So maybe another customer. I'm not actually sure who found him. But he was partially concealed under some cardboard boxes next to the counter of his shop. 
So news of the attack soon spread around the local community and people stood vigil outside the store. But later that evening they were told that Frank had died in hospital. I hate this. I know, as a result of his injuries. So according to that Newcastle Herald article by Stephen Ryan, Frank had been savagely beaten (gasps) with a large blunt object with several blows to the head, including a massive hit to the side of the head that they think was the fatal blow. The attack was so vicious that blood splatter was found metres away from Frank's body. What's wrong with people? And his face and shirt were covered in blood. I don't know who found him, but I feel really sorry for whoever it was. I do too. But I just just also just don't – I like such a savage – Like he wouldn't have been strong enough as a person to be a a threat that you would need to savagely beat him to death. I know. It's just like overkill. Like whatever you wanted, you could at least just – Hum- no, I mean, humanely <laughs> killing someone doesn't make any sense at all. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like there's levels to me of like mm. fucked up murders. Yeah. It's like you shoot someone in the head where they you take their life from them, mm. which is still fucked, but it's they like didn't die. It's like and it's sudden. And, and they don't even know. They wouldn't even know that it was happening. Yeah. Then there's beating somebody yeah. to death, which is so horrific. In their own store. Yes. That when was they their don't, life. And it's not like he was like a, you know, one billion pound strong 40-year-old yeah. man who goes yeah. to the gym all the time. He's this frail old man. I hate this. I hate it. Um, so the cash register was open, which led police to initially believe that it was a robbery. But in Frank's pocket, they found $1,500. So if it was a robbery, they didn't do a very thorough job because mm. he had money in his pocket. That's weird. And was also, why did he have so much money in his or pocket? Or maybe he'd taken it out of the So I was thinking maybe like he thought the person was sus. Yeah, so he's like, I'll just take the the expense. You know when you take all the 50s or something? Yeah. Police managed to track down and interview everyone that Frank served that afternoon with the only customer who never came forward, the man with the long Mm, hair. Sus. Who was the last person seen in the shop. So police are basically put together that he is the man who killed Frank. Yeah. Um, And they think that the reason for the the different hair colour is the windows were tinted, the door. Right. So the guy that kind of looked through briefly... And saw the guy crouching down and thought he had dark hair. Mm. That might have been affected by the tinting. Yeah. Whereas the other woman was like closer to him. But because, especially that woman who was the customer, Mm. because she had no reason to be suspicious of anything. The man wasn't acting suspiciously. Yeah. She didn't, like she only got a very quick look at him. So she couldn't really help with any other details. Um, Police had no real leads and no real evidence and were unable to identify the customer. Even after they set up Strike Force Rhinen to look into the case, and later the same year, they announced a $100,000 reward for any information that could lead to police solving the case, but no one came forward and identified that man. I mean, it's almost like the man, like there's no one in the shop that would identify him. Yeah. And if it, was, it makes me think it's like a solo endeavour, not like a, other people would have information mm. about it vibe. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they had like a s- sketch or anything to go off really. Yeah. So no one could have been like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. He's X. Cause it was just like blonde hair and a hat. So they sussed out, they didn't have CCTV of Frank's actual shop, mm-hmm. but uh, some buildings nearby did. So they published photos of eight passers by caught on the nearby Newcastle workers clubs, CCTV cameras. They put the pictures in the paper and online, not saying that they did it, but just hoping that they witnessed something and that they would mm. come forward. They all came forward. None of them had any information that could help. So they'd been walking past around the time. 
Yeah. Um, none of them saw anything that could help. So that Northern Star article by Nathan Jolly says that a Port Stephens man, so Port Stephens is above Newcastle, it's where yep. Nelson Bay is, he'd been going around bragging about committing the murder. What? But when he was actually taken in and questioned, he was cleared. He actually had nothing to do with oh. it. I don't know oh. why you'd go around saying, oh, I killed an 87-year-old beloved weird. man. Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> weird thing to brag about. Not impressive. Um, a mentally ill man had escaped a nearby mental health facility around the time of Frank's murder. And even though his driver's licence was found in the store, mm. he was also cleared. What? It's weird. Yeah, that must be... Whenever I read that and there's not more details, I just think he was clearly alibied. Yeah, like there were, he would have had to yeah. have a strong alibi yeah. to be cleared. Like he was seen by someone that didn't actually have any connection to him. Yeah. So he physically couldn't be yeah. in two places at once because that sounds pretty suspicious in itself. His yeah. driver's licence was just lying there. Yeah, but then it's also, it could just be a horrible coincidence. Yes. Um, so despite police believing it was a robbery gone wrong, the coroner at a 2012 inquest into Frank's murder didn't agree and delivered an open finding. So oh. police actually went to that inquest saying, it's a robbery gone wrong, but the coroner just didn't think so because of the money in his pocket. That's interesting though, because I still feel like, if anything, the money in his pocket would hint to me that it was a robbery gone yeah. wrong. But also, well, hang on. We'll okay. Keep, I'll keep talking and then we can Yeah, talk. sorry, 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 sorry. I'm so, jumping ahead. No, that's okay. So police had heaps of leads, but every single one came up as a dead end. In 2015, the strike force came up with a new theory with Detective Sergeant Matthew Faber telling the Newcastle Herald, while we believe that robbery gone wrong, in inverted commas, has always appeared to be the most likely scenario, we will consider and explore all possibilities, including that the incident could have been a deliberate attack upon Mr Newberry, mm. which in itself is strange to me and we can discuss that later. Mm -hmm. um, despite extensive investigation, including DNA testing from samples found at the scene, as of today, 12 years later, the murder of Frank Newberry remains unsolved. There is a nice little ending to okay. the actual mystery. So a woman named Jenny Boswell worked with Frank for 27 years at mm -hmm. Frank's Ham and Beef and she took over the store after his murder and it's oh. still going. It's still oh, there. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. The only oh, that's that Frank would have wanted that. I know. Like it was his pride and joy and she's yeah. kept it going. And um, the only difference is she closes at four, not five. Oh, <laughs> Jenny, you angel. Bless Jenny. She told ABC Newcastle, this is a tragedy that people just can't get over in our town. To think that his life was wasted for nothing is just unbelievable. He went out of his way to do everything. I think that is what most people had seen in him. He was just always the perfect gentleman. Oh, Frank, he was. He was the perfect, perfect so gentleman. Sad. So sad. He did like, not deserve to die that way. That's all there is to it, but it's just like it doesn't make sense to me for a couple of reasons. Okay. So the robbery is strange Okay. because he's 87. Yeah. If you wanted money, wouldn't you just go in with a weapon and demand the cash? Like why do you need to kill him? Okay. This is my thing. Like, yeah. A lot, if someone came in to me with a – I worked at little stores around here actually – if someone came in and was like, give me the money from the till, I'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> take the money from the till. Maybe you knew the person. Oh, so yeah. So he thought maybe he was like a regular customer because he knew everyone's names. That's true. So maybe in that way it was like an like they took the opportunity because 
they knew that he had like a lot of customers during the day. Like he probably wasn't like he was making a fortune, but mm. he'd always have money in the till. And in that area, it had just happened <laughs> like ten days ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two okay. people had bashed. I was gonna say I forgot what timing was yeah. between the her so and it was him. Really close together, and that's why everyone was so rattled by it. And that is weird and sus yeah so those people had nothing to do with yeah, it yeah but the whole thing was with them like the um the woman actually admitted that at the time she was high on ice and mm-hmm. like we have seen a few other cases where people act in like a rage like they don't even know really yeah. what they're doing so that could explain why the overkill yeah just because that's what i was gonna say yeah. was absolutely like i don't think if i needed money like and he's an old man yeah. you just demand it with a weapon or yeah you know, you could easily push him out of the way. Even yes. And get it. Yeah. You could but, overpower him. But like if you were on drugs mm. and you were fucked up on the drugs and yeah. in a desperate state, there's yeah. the chance that you would go yeah. into overdrive and, and just do something really brutal yeah. and unnecessary based off just being mentally unstable at that time yeah. or influenced by that. So I feel like that's probably a logical conclusion. Because, the yeah, the same thing happened with that woman and she said she just couldn't even really remember doing it. it was yeah. Just like she flew into this rage. But then there's the police saying it's a targeted attack, which I don't know if he means like it was targeted as, a, as if it'll be easy to get money from him because he's old, like yeah. a robbery. But it wouldn't be a targeted attack like someone wanted to kill him because like he's an old man. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's interesting though because cops don't usually like the cops don't usually go that route. Yeah. Unless there is substantial reason to. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I wonder where. But maybe they, they, got they that mean from. like, tar- like you said, like targeted, like it. Say it was for drug money. Mm. Probably in a similar way to why the other woman was murdered. Of that person is easy to overpower. Yeah. And they probably have some money on them that yeah. I can take yes. quick cash, you yeah. know. Um, maybe that. I still lean towards the robbery gone wrong. Mm. It could still be targeted. Yeah. But I would still think that's not necessarily to do with Frank and more to do with his age, yeah. the fact that it was a shop, mm. he had a till, you know. Yeah. And even with the 1500, if it were in a sort of frenzied state, Mm. this guy was on drugs or something or like needed drugs or whatever the case was, he probably would just grab stuff from the till and not like find a wallet for all this other money. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone pointed out, I think it was one of the articles I read, they were like, if it was a robbery, it really wasn't well thought out Mm. because it was such a busy shop. Mm. It's on quite a busy street as well. It's not like it's in some little side street. It's one of the main roads heading into the city in Newcastle. Oh, and that woman showed up literally a few minutes later. Yeah, and there was another woman that, like her shop was like across the road. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a quiet. Yeah, like a corner shop. In a residential area yeah. in the middle of the day. Like it was pretty brazen to do yeah. that um, in that spot. So, it's like it wasn't a very well thought out robbery um, if it was. Um, and I just think like this sounds bad, but when they were like a targeted attack, like they wanted to kill Frank, I'm just like, he was quite old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the risk of sounding bad, if you want him dead. You could just you wait. Could just <laughs> let yeah, nature literally. take its course. And you know? like, why would you want him dead? Like what? To yeah. have his shawl. Yeah. There doesn't, doesn't seem, seem to be a backstory to that. To be any motive there. 
because he was so well liked. There's this really fucked story on um, that podcast, Disgraceland. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's one of the only ones where I was like, whoa, like I can't believe I just listened to that. That is going to be in my brain forever. And it's about being on drugs. And I think he was on, it was a rap guy, mm. but like a low tier, like like a more, not a low tier, but like a niche subculture rap guy. Like right. someone that you'd know if you were super into like LA rap or something, but you yes. wouldn't if you yeah. just, you It know. wasn't like Tupac. Tupac like, <laughs> or like <laughs> Tupac. What, is, what an old <laughs> school. Like we could have just gone something more recent, but we're like, we don't know. <laughs> Tupac. Um, anyway, and this guy was on a particular drug and I cannot for the light, I'm botching this story, but it's like <laughs> a particular drug mm. that like is known to make you like basically lose your shit and right. lose your mind. And then he. PCP. I think that's what it was. Mm. And he, he ends up stabbing his girlfriend, but then like pulling out her oh. lungs and they found him like walking in the street naked, like eating oh my part God. of her body. But like, he does not have any, like he, he's in jail, yeah. but he does, he did not have any memory. Oh my he God. just completely blacked out. Yeah. It's just so fucking scary. Yeah. Like that you can just black out, but your body is still doing horrific yeah. things. That's like demonic. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure like <laughs> when I was in church, they used to try and tell us that all drugs were demonic. Like demons oh, like you're letting you or something. demons in. But sometimes I'm like, mm, that one. Yeah. Just that one, that maybe. One. And ice is another one. Yeah, where you just kind of lose control yeah, a bit. Like, there's so many stories everything. of people that just, yeah, like black out, mm. do all this fucked up shit and in, then don't remember. In Bali recently that went into that weird rage. He was drunk mm. and he went into that weird rage and like fly kicked the guy on the oh, motorbike. Yes. And he was like... I've never done anything like this before. I can't remember it. So weird. That was just from drinking. Yeah. It's pretty scary. I don't enjoy, like I love a drink. Well, mm. RIP to me drinking. It's been <laughs> a while. But I, n- I hate being drunk. Mm. Like I like to just, as our friend Maddie would say, have a bit of a buzz on. Mm-hmm. But I don't like feeling like drunk and out of control. And mm. and when I do suddenly go, whoa, like I just said something weird or I'm mm. making a weird decision, that's when I'm like, I need water. I need to go. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm usually like still enough of me is there where I can go, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. I've had too many wines because I hate the feeling. I hate the feeling of maybe that's the Virgo in me, mm. but the feeling of being out of control yeah. like that, like that's not enjoyable to me, but I know some people it is. Yeah. And there's also many, many people that can drink and do whatever and not Yes. Fly into a rage and fly kick <laughs> fly people kick, in the head. Fly kick or innocent motorbike. But yeah, it's it's just mm. like fucked. But it makes me go, okay, it would make complete sense mm. to me given there's stories like this around. Yeah. That this guy was either a drug addict who needed cash and was in a desperate state yeah. or was and was still you know how it's um like really sad, but like deeply heroin or ice addicted or any of those real hard drug addicted people it's like you've sort of cooked your brain to a Mm -hmm. level where even when you're not on the drug necessarily not in the high yes your desperation is like your your reaction to being that desperate is extreme yeah it's like Like the tunnel vision yeah like like it wouldn't surprise me if somebody in that state beat an old man to death even though it was unnecessary Mm. and he could have just stolen the money the money it's not thinking logically yes not to excuse the behavior because it's still fucked but yeah. like it 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 i can explain like a sober it to planned myself. robbery yeah you know probably have gone down differently absolutely yeah 
Um, but it's so sad that it happened to him. I, know. I mean, it's so sad that it would happen to anybody, obviously. I but I think, yeah, such a lovely man doing such lovely things in the community. Yeah, working just there being for such a shining light to everyone. Fifty odd years to die like that's really six years. Yeah, working there and just everyone loved him so much. And just the close proximity to the the bashing of Lily mm. Wood as well. Was just I wonder really if that upsetting. was inspi- an ins- maybe that yeah, was an inspiration. I think. I think maybe they were like, oh, well, they did that to get money. Like, yeah. old people have money. And it's weird with her. It's actually a really fucked story. The story about her, I read into it a little bit and was going to do it and then realised they figured it out. But what happened was she lost her glow mesh purse and these two um, people found it yeah. and took it back to her but kind of – blackmailed her mm. and said well we found it we want a reward and she had no money and she asked one of her neighbors for money to give these people and they only had two dollars fifty in their mm. wallet which would 100 percent be me i never yeah. had any cash so they gave them two dollars fifty and they were like that's not enough and they made her go to the bank with them mm. and like withdraw money and I think she did that and I think they came back and that's when Right. They and because she was she didn't have living money. alone and living yeah. on the balcony, it was kinda like she didn't have any yeah. it wasn't security like from them. Robbing one of the the people, like the rich yuppie families that bought the terrace next door. Yeah. Might have made more sense, but in their kind of head thinking s- it was space. It worked once, so it'll yeah. work again. So oh. that was horrible. And then it happened to Frank too. And I just remember my mum being really upset because she worked around that area for like decades as well. Yeah. And it was just really awful. They, there is a bit of a gritty underside, like I said, to Cook's Hill. There's a few types, as I would say, mm. <laughs> kind of walking yeah, around. But that's like all these kinds just of like areas. Just like Surrey Hills yeah. where, yes, you can gentrify something up the wazoo, but mm-hmm. there's still sometimes those people that still remain for whatever reason. Like yeah. There's a few housing commission places at the other end of Cook's Hill there is that mental health facility that I talked about mm-hmm. my dad used to work there actually mm. so that's kind of at the top end so it's there's kind of surrounding places that means there's interesting types of people walking yeah. around still and you can't just because you've decided it's now a sought after place to live yeah you can't just like flush out people undesirable people that you don't want there well it's also that thing like you were saying about the her house is you know, there are all these people like Frank who outright bought shops mm. and houses back yep. when it was not gentrified and not yes. upmarket and now they still own them. So yeah. they're still legally they're allowed, allowed to live to there. there. Yeah. So unless you buy them out for millions, which I'm sure people try to do, but then mm. it, you've, you're always going to have people that are like, no, I like my area, I like yeah. my house, I bought it and I want yeah, it. Yeah, I think people had tried to buy Lily's house mm. and she refused. She seems like someone that would have refused, yeah. which I kind of love yep. about her. She was staunch. She had like six cats. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, but that's my depressing mystery. It's I don't think they'll ever solve it, to be honest. No, but this is the shit thing with these kinds of, um, you know, one-off random kind of attack, mm. how I assume it to be. Yes. Of, you know, even like when we were, talk- when we were doing Michael Griffey last week. Yes. Where, you know, there's a lot of stuff that hints at, you know, mm. potentially it being someone he knew. But once all the leads dry up, yeah. you're kind of down to like, well, if there's no one to come forward, it wasn't like a, a ring of people. Even mm. those, as we've seen with like the family and stuff, yeah. it's hard to get that out of people anyway. But yeah, yeah if, it, if it happened in private, mm-hmm. You've if got people didn't see it. your face, yep. if there's no physical evidence left there, 
mm-hmm. and you do, you didn't tell anyone about it. You didn't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, no one knew who you were. Yeah, conf- that's the terrifying thing is that like you can get away yeah. with shit still. Yeah, even with all our technological advancements, yeah. there are still ways to get away with murder, and which is scary. It sounds like they weren't, you know, they hadn't really thought it through, and they mm. still got away with it. Yeah, because he didn't have cameras in the shop because it was just Frank's oh, ham and beef. Frank. And they, they did, they did, and then they're just walking around Newcastle, and it sucks. Yeah, it's like that story I reshared today, which was like all the serial killers that have never been caught. Mm. And it's just like so fucked that they get that satisfaction of, you know, being like, "You didn't catch me." Yeah, and then they just got they got to keep living, and Frank didn't get to keep living. It just sucks. And it's like I, I know he's old, and you know, I, th- I think it's. The sad element is like, you know, he probably would have died within a few years. Yeah. He's pretty old, but it's how he died. Yeah. And just to die in pain and to to have that horrible thing happen to you, such a scary mm. moment before you die. Yeah. He, and it, not that anyone deserves it, but no. especially when you're a good person, you've done lovely things for other people, you've lived a life that was yeah. quite, seemed quite honourable. He could have been a secret psychopath, we yeah. don't know. <laughs> don't but know. like, you know, he's, yeah. the things that he had done and were reported, like helping other people mm. with their shopping and, you know. Just being nice. Just being a lovely, yeah. friendly light in a community. Yeah. It's not, it just seems really it's unfair for him really to die unfair. that way. For his life to be taken rather than just yeah. lived out naturally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sucks. Um, but, you know, that's me always with the downer. Mm-hmm cases yeah maybe next time i'll do something zesty well you did a zesty last time you did the hawksbury i did so everyone i did everyone got a bit of zesty josie um but obviously if you know anything Mm. call crime stoppers yeah absolutely always you know we're just sitting here speculating but if you're like hang on i remember curly blonde hair and a cap 12 of march 2007 i just think that woman must be like kicking herself for like it's not her fault, but... Amazing that she even remembered that. Yes. I don't remember anything from no, people in stores. No, you just so. wouldn't on a normal, whatever it was, like Unless Thursday yeah. Arvo. Like you're just not going to... If he was mincing around with a knife, I'd remember yeah. him. But if he's standing around looking at the baked beans, no idea. No idea. Um, but that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.